Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast, a space where we chat about moments when life isn't. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so passionate about peeling back that veil our society has constructed around perfectionism online. When starting my own personal platform on Instagram, I realized that I was getting caught in the inauthentic hustle, and it was severely affecting my mental health, mostly because I was comparing my behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. Throughout my life, I've come to own that my setbacks were actually just set ups for something better. I found a way to step into my true potential, and the goal is to amplify other voices who have done the same so that someone out there feels seen and that much less alone. I cannot wait to get into this important conversation with our next guest. So let's get started. Hey besties, I hope the new year is treating you well. I am so excited to get into this next conversation with you guys. I know it's funny when I talk about knowing our guests in real life, but I mean, that's how the world works. What's so cool is the internet and social media can connect us in so many different ways. And with our next guest, Selena, we met while working together and I still to this day remember the first moment I ever talked to her because I looked up to her so much. I was enthralled by her passion and dedication and just how smart she was and good she was at her job. And I remember the first day I spoke to her as I told her, your passion is evident and I hope you always continue to show this passion every single time you come to work. And that was probably weird for her to hear, but I don't know. I just felt led to say that. I say all this because through social media, we actually connected more. So we knew of each other when we worked together, but it's really social media that brought us together and made us realize how similar we truly are. And I'm excited to introduce officially Selena to you. Selena is a published poet and personal essayist whose work primarily focuses on love, life transitions, and depression. Having always felt like she was too much, she took to writing as a way to help clear the static and turn the clouds in her brain to art. She writes to say all the things that she can't say out loud and hopes that after someone reads her work, they feel seen, heard, and less alone. You can find her work on Thought Catalog and her debut poetry book, Refraction, on Amazon. Okay, so that in itself tells you everything you need to know about how incredible this conversation is going to be. Here we go. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. I am your host, Amanda, and I am so excited because our next guest is actually someone I know in real life. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but I'm so excited to introduce you to her and get to know her heart and her story because it has been one that I resonate and personally have admired for years. So without further ado, here's Selena. Hi, (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Very excited. (laughs) So I would love if you would just give kind of like a background on who you are, maybe what you've done, how you got to where you are, because you have been on a journey as well the past couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm Selena, and I actually met Manda through our previous work as marine mammal trainers. 
Um, and we actually really bonded over a personal essay that I wrote um, about how when you lose your job, it feels a lot like a breakup. Um, and that was right after she experienced a layoff and I previously had experienced a layoff. And now both of us are no longer in the marine mammal field. And um, I actually work in the mortgage industry now. So it's very, very different. I'm still here in Orlando, but a little bit more into the business sector. Um, but then I'm also a writer um, and primarily a poet, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you, you, Amanda, actually talk about this a lot. We tend to describe ourselves by like what we do, but that's not actually like who we are. So I try to think of myself more as like a self-taught creative who really values feelings and meaningful conversations, which like you totally do too, which is why yeah, we're friends. And I love that. Yeah. I love listening to podcasts and I like eating plant-based and I aspire to be someone who does triathlons on a regular basis, which <laughs> I was actually just watching Kev's uh, Iron Man video earlier today. <laughs> well, and you just recently did a triathlon, so no more aspiring. You're doing yes. triathlons. <laughs> You're doing them. One day and I'll do big distances. <laughs> you have a super cute puppy. And I do, yeah. You have some pretty <laughs> rad tattoos. Again, there's a lot more to you than just what makes you money. Right, and exactly. Again, like what you said I know I obviously really struggled with my identity being my job. And when that job got literally ripped away from me, I went through a crisis. And that was kind of the start of me realizing that, hey, mental health is a thing. And oh, hey, I kind of struggle with it. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I know that you have been through some of the same things. But if you don't mind, will you kind of go into the feelings behind that? Because personally, on the outside, I feel like that's kind of what catapulted you to this next phase of Selena. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, you know, I've used writing as a mental health health outlet actually since I was in middle school. And I think when I was in middle school, I wouldn't have defined it in the same way that we do today. But I think today, like a lot of this terminology and it's it's a lot more acceptable to be talking about your mental health and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I used to write like a little bit because I grew up with a verbally abusive parent. Um, so for some of that, it it created some complicated feelings, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of used writing as an outlet that way. And then when I was laid off from SeaWorld, I used writing as a way to also, as an outlet, obviously. But what's been beautiful to me is through multiple layoffs of other people, unfortunately, Mm-hmm. I've been able to share that piece with them. And, and you know, the whole goal of being a writer, right, is that people don't feel alone when they read your work. That's like all I could hope for is that someone's going to read my work and realize that that's exactly how they feel. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to verbalize it. And I think I've always just been able to write my feelings a lot more than I can speak them. So, you know, anytime that I want to express love, anytime that I want to express some of those really complicated, like self-deprecating or, you know, a little bit of that self-hatred kind mm-hmm. of feelings, like those insecurities and the things that I don't really like about myself that I feel like everybody else doesn't like either. <laughs> I find it a lot easier to write those things than to ever talk about them, you know? And what I found is like a lot of times other people feel the same way. So, it's nice to be vulnerable and it mm-hmm. be met with vulnerability as well, you know? It's I, kind of a roundabout answer there, but you got there. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Like you said, it's becoming more common to be talked about with mental health. More people are encouraged to 
meditate and journal and things like that. And everyone can find their own way for that outlet. And it's one thing to write about it in your journal, but then you went as far as to publish some of these deep, very soul piercing things that you wrote about. And I I say that because I've read them and every single one, I'm just like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh my God. And I will say, Selena and I, we're both the same Enneagram number, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. So we're both Enneagram three, which is driven, perfectionism, like sp- craves to be yeah. special, achievers. Yeah, all of that. So a lot of the things that Selena writes and published in her book, I was just like, ouch. Okay. Ow. <laughs> but yeah. it's a talent. Um, I know you went into kind of what got you into writing. Mm-hmm. Do you still write on those same topics now? Has your muse changed? Yeah, you know, the two themes that I always like, I kind of say in a jokingly kind of manner, but the two themes that I think I write about are like love and then I say like the big sad, you know, like depression basically or, Mm -hmm. or some of those more complicated feelings that I mentioned earlier. There are things that I find I don't write about, um, but it's really just more what like how I feel. And a lot of times I write when I'm sad. And that's, in my opinion, when some of my best work is there. And a lot of artists talk about this, this struggle of like, like how is your writing going to be when you're no longer depressed or when you when you aren't sad? But not until I met my current uh, boyfriend did I actually write many happy poems. And now mm-hmm. I write more of those love poems and things like that because I feel those things now. And I feel like it's not as natural for me to write the happy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually if I want to express something to him, um, you know, I'll, I'll write a poem about it. Or if there's a moment or something or a phrase or something that comes into my head, like I'll jot it down and then I'll be able to make something out of that. But generally it is I write when I'm insecure about something, when I'm really stuck on something, when you know, I like joke that I cry a lot. So I, there's like a really a theme in a lot of my writing about like not being able to turn off like my watery eyes, like not being mm-hmm. able to stop crying all the time. So I tend to focus on those. Why am I upset? What is it that I'm actually upset about that I can't say to someone? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a lot easier for me to be honest in writing. And then the hope is, of course, that then by letting someone else read it, they can see my perspective, understand my view, understand my feelings, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. I just got goosebumps listening (laughs) to that. But it it is so powerful. And I think it's neat that you're choosing and feel led to write about these things that, like we said, a lot of people don't talk about. There are There's tons of self-help books, but there's not these books that get you to feel maybe what you don't want to feel and to resonate with that. And I think it's beautiful that you're tapping into that side because human emotion is so complex and moods are so complex. Totally. I I love that. I love that. (laughs) Obviously, I'm a big fan of you, but I love that. Um, Thank you. (laughs) With that, so you talked about being in these low moods and writing about things that aren't always sunshine and rainbows for lack of a better term. (laughs) Do you notice that your mental health aligns with that? Or are you able to protect your mental health even when you're writing about these deeper things? That's a great question. Um, 
I think that when I'm in those dark places, writing allows me to be able to express it and then get some of that out, especially if then I share it with somebody, you know, trusted. I don't always put, you know, you don't put every poem in the book, but um, I'll share some work with my boyfriend or one of my best friends. And, you know, sometimes that allows us to then have a conversation and then I can get out of those places. You know, I... I think writing in the way that I do is a little different than journaling. I do Mm. dabble in the journaling world as well, which is super great, you know, (laughs) it's just to have a place. But I think that the writing in general does make me feel better. And, you know, I've noticed when I don't write, it's hard when I feel like there's an issue that I should be writing about. But it's Mm. also hard as a writer because you don't want to pressure yourself to be like, I have to be writing right now. Because I've I've found personally for me that it doesn't my writing's not good if I'm just sitting there being like you have to write right now like you mm-hmm. have to come up with something, and a lot of times a lot of thoughts come to me while I'm driving or like while I'm at work and I just like jot things down in my notes on my phone and then I'll be able to write things based off those concepts and that like a phrase or something that looks really pretty or, you know, some type of concept that probably relates to how I'm actually feeling. I just haven't been able to put my finger on what it was and the world (laughs) is telling me what it is, you know? I, I love that. And I resonate with that, with the field that I'm in and always feeling like I just have to pump out all of this content. Right. There are definitely days that I feel like I have to do it because it's my job and it's what my income is and other days that I'm actually passionate. And I can definitely tell a difference on the days that I feel led to write about something versus just needing to get something out there. So I think anyone, that applies to anyone, anything. And that's kind of the hard thing about making what you love to do become what earns you money, which again brings us back to the start of this conversation. And do you like that you being a writer is not quote unquote your profession, that you have this other job outside of it? Or are there dreams someday of just writing? Yeah, that's great. You know, I... It almost feels like unattainable to think that I would ever be able to just be a writer. And I I do worry a lot about that because there is that pressure that like, okay, you write a book, now you got to write the next one. And like, and you know, like, it's not like the first draft is what gets published. And in for poetry, right? Like my my book is, I think it's like exactly 100 pages. So that's 100 poems, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that I probably wrote 500 to a thousand, you know, over a span of time, you know, to, to pick out the ones that all kind of go together, to pick out the ones that are my best, to, to edit them, like all of that. Um, I'm very scared about doing a passion as a job. I think mm. in a perfect world, I would love to have writing be a part of my job. Um, yeah. Not artistically, but even just like I enjoy copywriting, content writing, that kind of thing, which is artistic expression as well but not in the way of it being like my heart, you know? And I've struggled, you know, with even having like a social media platform for my book. Like I've gone back and forth between I had one, I deleted everything, tried to start over, ended up deleting the whole thing. (laughs) And and you'll under, I mean, you've built everything that you have from the ground up. So I know that you understand this. It it can be really discouraging. Mm -hmm. And to put out something that feels so personal and in a way 
it's weird because I'm letting like all these strangers read it and like I'm okay with that. Yes. But then if someone like says something to you about it, then it's like, oh wait, but like that's mine. Like that mm-hmm. that's my heart. Like you don't get to tell me it's not good or you don't get to tell me that it's wrong or whatever. Like this is my expression. This is my space. And I've it's funny because I put it into a book, which of course the world can read, but having it like on social media where like people can interact with it all the time. Like if you don't get likes, then I'm like, well, is this not good enough? Like, mm-hmm. what is it about this that isn't as good as Rupi Carr or someone else who's really famous right now, you know? And I would think in general, our styles are, are pretty the same. Um, and a lot of contemporary poetry is kind of up and coming right now. It's kind of blown up actually on Instagram. And I just like, I don't think I put the work in to really make it what it could have been, but I really struggle. And I I still do with the idea of like, I want this to be my expression and I don't want it to become pressuring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All all of that. I completely understand with all of that. And what you said a little bit back is so key is something about being an artist, you're okay with people that you don't know critiquing it and liking it, but it's the people in your quote unquote real life that is earth shattering to you if they don't support you or they don't receive it in the way that you intended it. Yeah. And something that I personally struggle with is, again, trying to monetize what I do, but then having people think, oh, well, you're just doing it for attention. Oh, you're just selling out. What you know, or you just want to be famous. And it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard because like you said, you want to market the things that you're doing, but you also want to keep it as pure and wholesome as what your heart and what you initially created. Yeah, totally. And to think about that, like, you know, someone could be disagreeing with you or telling you that you're not, you know, an expert or something or whatever, like, you know, they could tell you that your experiences actually aren't reality. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, this is my perception. So it doesn't really matter if it's your reality or not. Like this was mine, you know, and whether that's putting out something content wise, that's controversial on your page or whether that's, I write a poem that, you know, you know, I've written stuff. There are a few poems in the book or actually, obviously all the poems in the book are about someone, whether that's me or somebody in my life, you know, that's what people write about. And some of them are, it's pretty obvious, you know, if they're about my family or something like that. And I knew that my parents were going to read this book and, you know, it's it's difficult to navigate because it's like, do I, do I go ahead and tell you that I wrote about something that's very personal to us Mm -hmm. or do I let you read the book and see if you want to talk about it? Like, (laughs) Uh, you know, I don't really feel the need to talk about it. I just want you to know that like, I still love you and I love everybody, Mm -hmm. but like, this is just how I felt sometimes. And this is what helped me get through that, you know? Yeah. Oh, I something that you just said brought me to my next question. You're talking about, you know, letting people know if you've written about them, obviously in your line of work, like you said, chances are you're going to write about someone that you know. Yeah. What was the process of putting together this collection of poems? And yeah, did you reach out to people and let them know? Yeah, it's it's funny because the I really got into poetry a lot. Um, I always have written, but I got into poetry post-college when I was actually an intern, but I was going through a breakup. Hmm. Um, so the bulk of the poems in the book are about one person. Um, and if he ever read it, he would know that. <laughs> I chose not to reach out to him. And at this point, it's been like, oh gosh, like six years and we have not spoken. Um, 
And I now I don't feel the same way that I felt then, you know, yeah. but I need I needed this to get better and to feel better about everything. Um, so I have not reached out to anyone um pr- primarily him he's that then my boyfriend now there's love poems in the book that are about my boyfriend currently Aww. he knows them he's already read a lot of them like um yeah the the process of putting together like it was always kind of like oh i have all these notebooks like notebooks upon notebooks of poems mm. and then one time i was kind of going through them and i was just kind of like circling the ones that i kind of liked more and then I was like, well, you know, maybe I should like try to apply to something. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just see if I could like get a poem in somewhere. So then you go through the process of like submitting your work to a bunch of different publishers, which is like, as you probably know, Soul super crushing. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and everything's kind of like, yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. So then I was like, okay. And I get discouraged and I kind of let it go. And then I would come back to it. And then um, I kind of started putting it together in there were a lot of things that actually came to my attention that I like didn't think about with the idea of putting a book together. Like I never wrote titles for like any of my poems, but a lot of the poems that I saw all had titles, especially in books. So then I had to go back through and like title everything, which (laughs) was a process. And then also actually was kind of fun because there's a few, there's a poem called kitchen sink, which is actually one of my favorites. And, um, it's a reference to like 21 pilots. They have a song called kitchen sink. And basically the whole concept of that song is like a kitchen sink to you is not a kitchen sink to me. So it's like, just because, you know, you think you know what something means, it's probably not what it means to that person. Mm. Um, Which I feel like is kind of the whole book, right? Like someone's going to read it and it's going to mean something to them. And that's going to be probably different than what it means to me, which contrasts the whole idea of someone relating to my writing. Right. It's like, yeah, very, very interesting. Um, yeah, so I went through a big struggle with that. And then also the book is sectioned, which is pretty common in poetry books if, you, if you've if you read some. Um, so you kind of have to like theme things. It, it's mm. a book, right? It's got to flow. Yeah. So that was what I realized when I was collecting poems is there was an abnormal amount of sad poems. So it was <laughs> this trying to figure out this balance of, okay, this poem is like, is this just depressed? Is this like a sad, but like a growth poem, mm. like showing change? Or is this like a love poem? So the book kind of flows in this idea of like in the beginning, like things are really rough, you know, things kind of start to get a little bit more changing, like the shifting of of an idea. And then in the end, it's like love poems, basically. Um, so it was a process for sure. And it was a lot more challenging considering it's all my writing, right? Like you think that I would be like, oh, well, this goes together and this makes sense. And then the ordering of everything was also a huge challenge of trying to figure out how the poems flow together, even though each poem stands its own. Um, Kind of, I would assume like when someone who puts an album together, how all the songs, like there's an order to them and things. And um, it's kind of reminding me at least with writing my children's book of storyboarding. And so we had to make sure that the sentences that were on each page match the illustrations and based on if they fell on a turned page or a layout, did it flow with that? So, right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, I, I'm proud that I did it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) something. And if anything, at least I've done it, even if nothing quote unquote, like comes of it, you know, it's been out for two years. I don't market it. You know, it's just kind of sat, um, around, but it's kind of cool to, 
to be an author, but yeah. as you expressed no, too, no, it's like, yeah. author, you are an author and you are right. a published author. I know, but you, you know what I'm talking about. It's really, I, I struggle all the time with like, am I a writer? Is it, what makes me a writer? Am I a writer if I write every day? Am I a writer if I'm published? Is Am I only really a writer if people recognize my work, you know? Mm. And that's, that's something that I think has been a huge struggle and kind of continues to be. I, I write about it sometimes, ironically, haha. But like, you know, just that, like, what if this isn't who I am? And it also feels like who I am and that whole struggle there. I know you relate. <laughs> I, yes. And that's, you know, imposter syndrome coming for you. And as you know, what I found in my life is you just have to follow what makes you happy. And that sounds so selfish, but. If you're not happy, how are you going to reach other people? And I think that applies to what you're talking about. And Selena, if you're not writing, then no one's going to have the chance to relate to you. And at right. your core, I know that's what you want is to have other people be seen and be heard by your work. And so totally, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there too, you know? Yeah. Speaking of all of that, though... Do you have plans and goals for the future of anything that you're working on? Dream of what you're working on? Yeah, you know, there's a few things. There are some um, publishing companies that I feel like I could. I My work is very similar to work that they've published before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is a dream that the book would get picked up by a bigger publisher, you know, if it could ever end up in Barnes and Nobles or something like that, of course, that's a dream. Um, for me personally, in terms of writing, I just need to write more. <laughs> you know, I think every writer probably says that. And I've been dabbling a little bit more in personal essays, which I've done in the past, you know, kind of yeah. like that one that you read about losing your job. Um, and I had, I hope, I really love Modern Love, which is a New York Times column. It's also a podcast and now a uh, TV show on Amazon. Um, And basically, it's stories about love loss and redemption. And I would love to have something published by them. And, Mm. you know, that's a big name too, the New York Times. So that would feel really affirming to me to think that my writing is good enough, that like it was published in something like that. Um, But, you know, small goals is just keep writing and keep knowing that when I choose to share writing that it does touch other people. And that's ultimately all that really matters to me is that somebody else reads it, feels less alone, realizes that somebody else has felt the same way they do or have felt in the past and that (laughs) things get better. And if you're in the middle of it and it sucks, then it sucks. And you just keep treading through one day at a time like everybody else. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Now, we've talked a lot about the book. I do want to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about it and where we Mm -hmm. can find it because I'm sure people listening definitely want to check it out. So if you want to plug your socials or where people can find you online and your book, go for it. Totally. So the book is called Refraction, a collection of poems. It can be found on Amazon. Um, And then I do have personal essays published on Thought Catalog, if you've ever heard of that. So you could search Thought Catalog and then my first name, Selena, and last name, Letcher. Um, And then you'll be able to read. The personal essays typically revolve around love, surprise, and um, (laughs) my hometown, some stuff just about growing up in a small town and change and growth as you get older and you realize like your parents are just people, you know, and 
in your hometown. Maybe you don't like it, but it's also like who you are and where you came from. Mm. Uh, so that's mostly what my personal essays are. But the poetry book Refraction um, obviously talks about light. So the different sections kind of talk about and are named after different ways that like light looks when it like goes through a medium. So it's kind of like the idea of how you change as a person as you go through life, as you experience different things. Um, so I hope you guys pick it up. You yes. know, I think uh, the back of it, which is maybe kind of the basis of how I feel about all my writing, just says, I want you to put your feet up, dog ear the corners, be enveloped in the words, make this book your home. You are welcome here. Mm. Again, chills. Oh, <laughs> Selena, wow. Everything that she just talked about, I will link down in the description of the episode. So down in the episode notes, if you're watching this on YouTube, just click see more and it's linked there as well too. Now, before we peace out, I do want to give you an opportunity just to share any advice, whether something you've learned or words that you wish you would have heard when you were in the thick of it. Um, maybe someone is thinking about becoming a writer or has a collection of poems like you did. Um, so if you'd like to share anything to them. Yeah, I think uh, the important thing to remember is that you are a writer and your work is just as good and just as valued and worthy of being read and seen and heard by other people, even if you doubt that. So, mm. you know, put it out there or keep it, you know, keep it to yourself if that's what feels good for you for a while. But, you know, if you have those aspirations to want to touch someone, you know, even if it's one person, leave a poem somewhere, you know, hang up some inspirational things in the bathroom, you know, in the in the free libraries that are on the corner of the, the yes. roads and things like that. Like your writing can change someone's life and they might not tell you that, but I know that other people's writing has changed mine. So it's certainly possible that yours is good enough that it will change someone else's too. Mm, mic drop. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, Selena, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story and getting really real with us about some of your hopes and dreams and just everything that you've accomplished throughout some yucky parts of life. I, I appreciate you a lot. Oh, thank you so much. It's been <laughs> so special and such a pleasure. I truly appreciate all of this, Amanda. Yes. You're the best. And on a personal note, it's crazy to see, you know, how far we've grown in the past couple of years. For sure. I know. Wow, I think about wow. that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you again. Of course. Thank you for listening to yet another amazing conversation started here on Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. Each week, I am quite literally blown away by the voices and stories shared here. The goal is to amplify others' experiences in hopes that someone listening out there feels that much less alone. Thank you again to our incredible guests for getting so vulnerable with us about their own personal stories and for helping each of us remember to look at a situation with a new perspective. If you love this episode or any previous one, I hope you'll take a second to share it to a bestie or even tell us on social media. It really does make a difference in helping us get these conversations out there to the world. If you'd like to share your own story with our audience about how you've overcome something in your life or maybe want to start an important conversation that needs to be heard, please send us an email at hello at Stay colorful and we'll see you next week, besties.